be open to opportunities, right? You never know what's going to come your way. I never would have imagined back then that I would be where I am now, right? And having these businesses, I mean, that just didn't even seem possible back then. And so I definitely think have an open mind, you know, uh, really look for opportunities. But if they come your way, don't just, I think we a lot of times just reject them like, oh, I can't do that. Don't say that. We all have ways we can figure things out. So definitely stay open to those opportunities. I'm so glad that I jumped on the opportunity when I did and, and now where I am. Welcome to the Capital Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Brinkley. Each week, we hear from stay-at-home moms who earn at least $2,000 per month without having to miss out on any of the precious moments with their kids. I am so excited to introduce our guest today, Karen Grill. Karen is a business and productivity coach for female entrepreneurs. Having started her first online business over 12 years ago, she knows the struggles of mom entrepreneurs and has learned the strategies for creating a successful business. She loves helping women manage their time, overcome their tech issues, create systems and strategies to work less and earn more so that they can run the business they love while still having time for their families and themselves. Welcome to the show, Karen. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'm like, where do I even start with this? You run two businesses you work about 20 hours a week and you are earning 10,000 or more a month. I am just like, this is the dream. This is what, you know, people want to do. Just tell us, I want you to kind of go back because your, your kids are 17 and 19. Now you have two boys. Yes. And so you have been doing this throughout their childhood. Mm-hmm. And I want you to go back to what you were doing before you had your businesses, how did you come to that realization that you wanted to work or needed to work to earn money? And just kind of tell us about that process in those early days. Sure. So, I mean, I've been doing this for a while. So originally I was actually working at international development. So I speak Russian. And so I was traveling around the world. So I was working, you know, six to eight hours a week. And I came to a point where I wanted to have a family and I just realized that's not compatible. I can't travel that much and do those things. So I stayed home with my children when they were really little, but, uh, when, you know, they started one, my oldest started kindergarten, my husband was laid off. And so it came to the point where I could kind of get a job fairly quickly. So I did some temp work for a while, but I realized I had certain skills that I had developed that I thought that I could do for other people. And I, it was just starting. So this was probably 14 to 15 years ago, right? So it's kind of the online business world was just starting. I'm like, huh, this would be great because I could be at home because he actually um, found a job, but in another state. So I was home alone with the kids by myself. So I'm like, wow. how am I going to make this work? <laughs> um, so that's when I started first kind of as a virtual assistant doing just kind of administrative tasks. But it was great because they would send me the things to do and I could do them around my kids' schedules, right? So some I had to take to school and the other one was little, I was at home, but I could kind of make it work. And I started to really like doing this. And I had had some skills. So I started working with actually patent attorneys. So I knew a lot about patent and trademarks. So I started uh, supporting them. And, you know, my business started to grow, which was amazing. But um, I was struggling <laughs> because I just wasn't having the time. You know what? At the first, you just want clients, right? So then when you get all these clients, you're like, 
I don't know how if I can manage all of this. And so there just came a day when I was sick and I was sitting on the couch, you know, typing emails to my clients while my kids were running around screaming. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is insane. <laughs> this is not what I imagined that my life would be like, right? So um, I realized I really needed to dig into kind of figuring out productivity and really figuring out how can I automate some of these things. And back then, I have to tell you, there wasn't the software that's available now. It was so hard to do. And so I really worked to figure this out. But what I realized along the way was so many of the people who taught like productivity and time management were men and they didn't have the care of their children. And so for me, it was like, how am I going to make this work? So I took like the principles that I thought, you know, kind of productivity foundational principles, but then had to adapt them to a mom entrepreneur, right? A mom trying to juggle these things. And so I started to come up with these systems and strategies that started to work for me. And you know how it is when you're at the playground with your kids and other moms are there and we're talking and they start asking me, well, how are you doing this kind of flexible part-time job? And so I start talking about it and people saying, well, can you help me? I'm like, oh yeah, I probably can. So that's when I realized that actually I would love to help other women, right? Be able to have that kind of part-time flexible job so that they, you know, so many women have so many skills and have gone to a school, have master's degrees and have worked in corporate or in government, have all this experience and knowledge. And it was really figuring out how can I use this in a new way, right? So not going back to the office, but using it for my own business. So that's when I started helping other moms. And so that's where I am now. I love it. And I was, that was one of the sections I was reading about on your webpage, your about me section. You were talking about so many of the productivity things that you were learning were taught by men or even women, but women who had nannies. Yes. I found a lot of that same thing was, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of mom, you know, entrepreneurs who were even working from home, but they were basically, they either had nannies or they were still taking their kids to full-time childcare, or maybe they were even in school full-time. And my son is only two right now. So I was like, okay, but how can I do it with him? Because even if I had, you know, all the funds in the world to pay for the best care that I wanted for him, that wasn't my desire. I want to be with him in those times. So it is just amazing to me that, you know, you have, especially early on when all of this online stuff was so new, you know, you're like one of the veteran people that has been doing this. But I love talking to people like you who have been doing it for so long, because it shows that this can be a sustainable thing that you can at first, maybe you're just doing it while the kids are little, but then it can really develop into something more. And I would like you to talk about that piece of it. So once you started learning about the productivity and learning, um, I just downloaded your guide about time blocking too. But once you started learning about these um, pieces, how did that change your business? And how did that improve your home life? Mm-hmm. So one of the things I think that's really hard for women, especially, is to say no. So I realized I had to set up really strict boundaries, right? Because I didn't have any other help. It was just me and my kids. And so I ha- I could not take on every client. I couldn't respond to every whim that they had when they called me. So I was really good about setting work hours. I'm like, you can contact me between these hours and that's it. I don't respond at other times. So I was pretty firm about that. And so in a way, you know, you kind of train your clients. So I started to train my clients like that. And I mean, it didn't always work. Sometimes I got clients who tried to push on that, but 
I really learned to be firm. And if they couldn't follow my guidelines, they weren't the right fit for me. So I would typically, I would fire them, right? But I would recommend them to somebody else that I thought could help them. But I think, you know, you realize if I really wanted to make this work, if I wanted to have that quality time with my kids, those were the steps I needed to take. And I think, I think a lot of women, we try to be people pleasers and we try, we want these clients, we want to serve them the best. We have the information and knowledge to help them, but there are times they're not the best fit for us. And so it really came down to me being really kind of strict about my time and being strict with my clients about how I worked with people. That's good. And did you have a lot of clients in the, when you started setting those firmer boundaries, did you have a lot of clients who were like, okay, this isn't going to work for me? Or were you surprised to find that most of your clients adapted to your boundaries? So I would say the majority definitely adapted. Some did not. And, you know, it's hard. It was unfair in some ways because it was a transition where I didn't have boundaries at first and then I tried to set them. So that's, if you can set them from the very beginning, that's the best. But um, some of them just, you know, would contact me even like at midnight and wanting me to do stuff. I mean, it was insane. So I realized, you know, that's just not the best fit for me. So, you know, I did say, I think you need to work for somebody else. And, you know, it's a hard conversation to have, but I realized if I wanted to have a sane life, right, to have the time for me, um, even just a little bit of time for me, and then be able to be present with my kids at not always having to look at my phone or to do other things, then I was going to have to do those and have those tough conversations. Right. And with your husband at that time working out of state, and you were basically, I mean, living as a single parent there at the house, how did you um, deal with like, if you had a sick day, or if one of your kids was sick, um, was your schedule just so flexible that, you know, it was fine for you to just have days that you didn't work? Or did you have to kind of let your clients know? How did that work out? Mm -hmm. So if it was me sick, you know, I got to the point, I wasn't always this good before that I would tell them and just say that I'm not feeling well, I can't give you my best anyways, it's probably not even wise for me to be doing this work, because the type of work I was doing was so detail oriented, I really needed to be able to focus. Um, and, you know, they were understanding, of course, but I also tried to always, I always had guidelines for them. So I talked about that in advance that this is what would happen, I would get back online as soon as I can, and those types of things. So I always tried to set up everything in advance. Um, if my kids were sick, you know, it really depended, my schedule is fairly flexible, and the type I work I did, I could kind of do it at different times. So that made it easier for me to kind of deal if they were really sick. If it was really bad, like they both get sick and I'm sick or something, then of course I would let my clients know, um, just say, I'm going to be out of commission for a couple of days or something so that they knew. Um, and typically they didn't care just so that I give them notice. I think some people try to, you know, work through it, but then they're not giving them very good work or they're not responding as they typically do. But I think if you're upfront about it with your clients, I think that's the best way to do it. Okay, good. And so in the very early days, you said you started doing some VA type work. Mm -hmm. and through that work, you started developing kind of a niche and those skills, that skill set that goes along with that. Um, is that kind of where you would recommend someone starting out? Um, you know, say a mom that maybe doesn't even think I want to go out and start my own business, but I need to bring in some income. What is the best way for a mom like that to just start out by, you know, getting up to that $2,000 a month mark? Mm -hmm. So I definitely think it really depends on the skill set you have. So if you maybe are really good at like graphic design, like that's something that I would try to do, say, and maybe even at first you do a couple of graphics for free for somebody so you can get a testimonial, right, to kind of get that started. But really start, you know, 
promoting yourself. And again, if it can be a niche, so maybe it's, you know, social media graphics for parent coaches or something kind of specific so that those people, you can really dial into that target audience so that they see you. Um, You know, maybe you're really good at, you know, handling email inboxes for people, you know, make sure you're figuring out the service that you can provide. You know, you can provide like top level service so that when you do work for those people, those people will love you and then refer you to other people as well. So I think, you know, figure out what's the strength that you have and then really try to play that up, figure out what kind of service you could, you know, make around that. I think that's the best way to start. And then, you know, definitely my whole business has evolved over time, right? So it's just that starting point is to really figure out one thing that you can do for somebody that will make their life easier, right, that they will be willing to pay for. And then you can kind of build on from there. That's good. And do you have any recommendations as far as um where people can go to start to find clients or find people that need someone to do a specialty job for them. Right. So, I mean, again, if you have a network around you, definitely start there. Um, Some of the clients I got were just moms that I knew because they were trying to start. So, I mean, definitely, you know, start to talk about it. I think so many times we're kind of bashful for starting a new business because we're a little (laughs) unsure, right? So we're not really willing to put it out there. But one of the best things you can do is really start to talk about it because that person that you're talking to might not know, but they may know somebody else, right? You just never know. So start talking about it. But again, obviously, social media is a great place. Um, You don't have to have a fancy website or any of those things. But it's really about you sharing your knowledge and really trying to attract those clients. So if you're in mom groups, maybe or specialty groups, maybe around graphics, or maybe you have a special school skill with like QuickBooks or something, and you can respond to people's questions about accounting, whatever that is, make sure you're kind of present in certain groups, like I would block off some time each day, maybe an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon, make sure you're responding, looking for any posts that you could add value to and respond to um, so that people start to see you as the expert in that field. So that then, you know, they'll see, oh, that Karen, she's always responding to this kind of post, I should check her out, right? That's what you want. um, So that you have that kind of flow of people seeing you more often, and then they'll come and contact you. That's good. And I know for me, it was a struggle because I went from being a teacher um, in the public schools here. And I always knew that once I had a baby, I wanted to stay home with them. I just, I kind of didn't think I would do things backwards. I thought I would have my baby first and then maybe go on to a career later. But that didn't happen. So I started the career. So I did that for nine years. And then when I, when I left to stay home, of course, I was so happy because that was my lifelong dream. But at the same time, I really struggled more than I thought I would because I realized that I had had so much of my identity wrapped up in being a teacher and in that career. Um, and it was something that I was really good at and I enjoyed and I had made a lot of friends in that field. And so I really did struggle with that, especially during the first year of staying home with my son. And I felt sometimes like, okay, maybe I should go back to teaching. But I also knew if I did that, I was giving up on my dream of wanting to be at home with him. And so I, what I had a hard time with it was thinking, how can I take the skills that I had as a teacher and any of my other skills and passions, and then how can I transform that into something that's going to allow me to work from home and be here with him? Do you have any advice or recommendations for tools that moms can use to help them kind of 
maybe figure out what those skills are and what would be some good areas that they could go into. Sure. So, you know, a teacher that you have so many different skills that you can offer to people. So it's definitely, I think, always finding what skill set you have, what you kind of like to do, what there's a market for, right? And kind of finding that center. It's kind of like a Venn diagram, right? So finding what's the sweet spot for all of that. So I would say, though, too, like I would you know, when I started being a virtual assistant, I didn't love being a virtual assistant, but I saw it as a vehicle to be able to start a business, to be able to offer a skill set. So sometimes at first, it might not be your passion that you're starting with, but yes. you learn so much starting that, right? I mean, I learned a ton trying to figure out, okay, how do I find clients and what systems should I have in place? What, you know, software tools do I need? So I think at the beginning, you learn so much. So even if it's not like passion or something like that, I think it's a great place to start so that you can build up some skills, build up some experience so that then you can kind of move towards, huh, I really like doing X with these clients. I think I want to do more of that and less of the other thing, right? You start to actually figure yes. out what you're really good at and what you kind of like. So I think it's really once you start, then you have a, at least a starting point. You say, oh, I don't like doing this at all. So you know not to go down that path, right? Or <laughs> yes. actually, I really like this because I think a lot of the clients I work with thought that they would love doing one thing. And in the end, they're like, actually, I don't like working like that with my clients. I actually like doing this better. So I, I really think you need to pick one thing, try to be niche about it, and then start. And then you can kind of maneuver from there. I mean, it's not like you're making a decision for the rest of your life, right? So right. start somewhere. I love and, that. Start yeah. somewhere. Just start somewhere. And yeah. Once you start, you really do um, start to set things in motion and then new opportunities are presented to you as well that you might not have ever known about before. Exactly. Really good. I want you to tell us about your, both of your businesses, what you do and how do you help moms? Specifically, how do you help moms in your businesses? So I have two businesses and one is specifically for moms and the other one is less so, though I do help moms as well. But the one is Second Neck Moms. And so it is helping moms figure out, okay, what's my second neck now? Most of the people that I work with, you know, had careers before and they decided to stay home with their children. I think that's a typical scenario. But they also find like, wow, I kind of miss some of that maybe intellectual stimulation that I had in my job, or I have all these skills and this education, I spent all this money on my schooling. I want to be able to use that somehow. And so that's kind of when they come to me and really figuring out, okay, here you maybe you started a business um, and it's not quite going as well. So I really help them put in those kind of foundations in place in their business so that then you are able to grow and scale. So that's Second Act Moms, which I love working with. The other is um, I am a certified master persuader. And so I help people really be able to sell their offers better using the power of persuasion. And so I have those two businesses and it's really fun to work with. Um, a variety of people in that business. I love that certified master persuader. I had never heard of that sort of issue before. So I was like, that is a really neat one. Yeah, <laughs> it's new. So uh, we're kind of, there's only 16 in the world of us right now. So it's been pretty exciting to do. Wow, that is exciting. And it seems like both of those businesses can kind of complement each other, which is really nice because you can use so many of those same skills for both. And even possibly have some clients that would need to use both of those type of services. So that's really good. Yeah, they do. It's fun. I also want you to talk about how um, being a work at home mom and, and being able to stay at home with your kids. Tell us how that benefited your sons, because now they are, you know, entering young adulthood. And my son is only two. So it's 
you know, I think about that, how is his life going to be impacted? But how do you feel that that was a benefit to them? Mm -hmm. So I mean, we all have choices in life, right? So the choice of mine was I wanted to be home with my children. And there's definitely benefits. So first of all, they loved me picking them up from school. So we would then typically then go to a park or do something fun. And as they got older, it was typically activities, you know, those kinds of things. But I think they really got used to being with me. And, um, you know, we had play dates and all those fun things too. But as they got older, they liked to spend time with me. So like when we would go on trips, they would love to go with me or they would love to tell me about adventures that they had even on their own as they got older. And I think the kind of bond between us is closer than some of the other parents who, you know, if they did work, both parents work and they were in aftercare, it wasn't the same experience. And a lot of times if those kids came over to our house to play after school, they're like, oh my gosh, you do this every day. You mean your mom gives you snacks after school every day or you play in the park every day? And so like their experience was just so different. And so I definitely feel like, you know, the relationship with my kids is strong. They knew that they could also always rely on me, right? So, you know, if anything went wrong, they definitely called me. I was always there to pick them up. I always promised them. They always said, okay, mom, we'll go to preschool or we'll do whatever, but you have to be there as soon as we leave the room. I'm like, okay, I will be there as soon as you leave the room. So, you know, my business afforded me that ability to be able to be there right when they got out of preschool so they could see my face, right? And they allowed me to do like the swimming lessons and all the fun things that, you know, as kids, and they just loved it. And I luckily had some other friends who had kids as well. So we all did a lot of things together. And I think that was a really great experience for them. Yes, it, it really sounds like it. And I love that, you know, you have such a close relationship with them and they still, you know, you have that bond with them. Because sometimes I think like, oh, what is it going to be like when my son's a teenager, you know? But um, I just pray that, you know, every day the, the actions that I'm taking and the values that I'm instilling and, you know, the relationship that I'm building with him is going to just be a lasting one and a strong one. So, um, I also would like to ask you if you could go back and tell, talk to the mom that you were before you started your businesses, uh, what would you say to her, you know, back then? I think, especially back then, I felt like there weren't as many opportunities, right? So you either had to kind of work full time or part time, and you still would have to go into the office. So I wasn't able to stay home with my kids. And so I think we live in an amazing time, because yes. there's so many, you know, technology has afforded us so many things that we can do differently. And so I just think, you know, be open to opportunities, right? You never know what's going to come your way. I never would have imagined back then that I would be where I am now, right? <laughs> and having these businesses, I mean, I mean, that just didn't even seem possible back then. And so I definitely think have an open mind, you know, uh, really look for opportunities. But if they come your way, don't just, I think we a lot of times just reject them like, oh, I can't do that. Don't say that. We all have ways we can figure things out. So definitely stay open to those opportunities. I'm so glad that I jumped on the opportunity when I did and, and now where I am. That's so good. And did you have times when you know, you would take on a client maybe, or you would even put a service out there that you would think, what am I doing? Like, am I even going to know how to do this? Did you, did you encounter fear or self-doubt? And how did, if so, how did you overcome that? Of course. I mean, I think we all do, right? I mean, you know, I've taken a lot of courses and I did a lot of things for a while. I was doing some website design and things. I mean, I took all these courses and I did all these certifications, but still that first time you're going to do it on your own 
is always hard. Um, just know that that's part of the process, right? Like that you are going to be a little scared at first. A lot of times then we over deliver because we're just excited to get a client <laughs> for that service, right? Yeah. We're like, yay, we did it. Um, and then you try to do such a good job for them. Um, but I think that's just part of the journey, right? So you should have a little fear. I mean, I don't think that's the worst thing because I think you will then give your best, right? And I think that's what we all want to do. And so I really think that, you know, everyone has self-doubt, everyone, you know, even with my businesses, it's not like it was roses every day, right? There are ups and downs <laughs> as with life. And so I think it's just being able to roll with those punches, just be able to respond and keep moving forward. You know, you're going to have good days and bad days, but you just keep coming to the work every day with an open mind and I think a good attitude. And that really can get you through any of those hard times. Well, this has been so good, Karen. Thank you. And I would like you to just share how can our listeners connect with you if they want to learn more about what you do and the services you offer as well. So I'm on all the social media platforms, of course. So on Facebook and Instagram, I'm um, Second Neck Moms is a Facebook page that I have. I'm also Karen Grill. And then on Instagram, I'm Karen A. Grill as well. On LinkedIn, I'm Karen Grill. And I have website, secondneckmoms.com and karengrill.com. So you can find me anywhere. I would love to connect. And we will link to those in the show notes. So definitely check Karen out. Um, I just want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your story and your wisdom with us. Thank you so much, Stephanie. The goal of this podcast is to inspire and encourage as many moms as possible to design their lives in a way that allows them to have freedom and flexibility to spend as much time with their kids as possible and earn the income they need for their families. You can help me reach more moms by subscribing to, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. I love connecting with my listeners, so reach out and leave a review. If you have an idea for someone who should be a guest on the show or you would like me to find a guest in a specific field, let me know. I'm here to serve you. Join me next week for another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast.